The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06. Boy, that forecast. We're going to have to watch this weekend. My goodness, folks, it's uh, 12.06. Excuse me, 106, 106 on this Tuesday, January 25th. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So, as you just heard, now, um, normally, you know, we have a long way to go as far as the, um, you know, the weekend's concerned. But this storm that they're talking about right now that could be headed our way, it's it's starting to seem like it would be a Friday night event into Saturday, right? Late Friday night into Saturday. And it could certainly bring, as you just heard, some um, pretty substantial snow to our area. So much colder starting tonight. Saturday storm threat. That's where we're looking at. I didn't even know it was snowing last night, for crying out loud. You wake up, there's just a little dusting on the ground. Most of it, I think, is melted away now because of the temperature. But a fresh bash of Arctic air arrives, um, so the temperatures are going to go way down tonight. I hate when that happens, by the way. And I don't mean to say that I hate when it happens, but I just, it's suddenly like you you go somewhere and then you leave a store or wherever and it's suddenly completely freezing out. Um, but there's a lot of different moving parts. So, uh, but it would certainly seem that we could see substantial snow headed our way for the weekend so but we'll we'll wait and see um sunday are the nfl championship games so what i what i don't like and you know it's just when they hype this stuff up um i hate what it does to the restaurants because many times it doesn't pan out now i'm seeing powerful nor'easter likely to bring major snow to england (laughs) Let's see. Providence Journal, local National Weather Service, potential weekend storm. They have uh, posted a special message about it. Potential for a coastal storm bringing heavy snowfall, high winds, late Friday night into Saturday night. Woo! Full day? That's a lot of snow. Uh, Could be 8 to 12 inches of snow. Well, you know, maybe it's good for the mountains up north. Strong winds, coastal flooding could be a bad storm right now the storm was off the coast of alaska yesterday (laughs) moving across the country dipping south with the jet stream picking up energy off the carolina coast moving north storm will develop strengthening of the southern atlantic coast calling it how about this though a bomb cyclone occurs central pressure of storm all right now again Long way to go here. AccuWeather says at least part of New England have a major snow small, powerful nor'easter, and they're going to monitor it. So we we do have a uh, a long way to go, folks. I still look at. I think the big story is this uh, Doctor um, Alexander Scott, who's who's going to be um, who's getting forty six thousand a month. For the spring. Now, let me just double check because I have not seen that Governor McKee so far has scheduled a press briefing this week. Now, that could also, that could change. Um, He might have to get out in front of the cameras with a big snowstorm headed our way. But as of right now, the governor, he was at a briefing about the amount of money the state got 114 million opioid crisis from a legal settlement, but um, but have not seen him schedule anything since last week's state of the state. By the way, tonight Governor Baker of Massachusetts will deliver his final state of the Commonwealth. That's at seven o'clock tonight. Um, let me just also Cicilline traveling to the Ukraine amid war tensions. Oh, yeah. I bet Putin is shaking in his boots right now. Uh, completely shaking in his boots right now with the thought that 
Cicilline may be going over there to demand answers from Russia in their aggression towards Ukraine. Something tells me they're just not going to be that upset about it. That's what I think. Tucker to hold emergency meeting to address fatal shooting at Cigar Lounge. Uh, Pawtucket police don't do it. The city of Pawtucket's holding an emergency meeting today to discuss a fatal shooting outside of a cigar lounge on Monday. Double shooting out the Fab City Cigar Lounge. Death of one man, injured another one. 36-year-old Kudis Kafo of Pawtucket was killed. 37-year-old Bruno Vaz was hospitalized. His first name, the 36-year-old killed, Q-U-D-U-S. Last name, K-A-F-O. Kudis the Pawtucket Board of Licenses will hold a meeting to determine whether to spend the license of Fab City Cigar Lounge, 1438 Newport Avenue, due to the disturbance. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't know uh, what to that. Cicilline Monk, congressional delegation, headed to the Ukraine. Well, he might as well go now because next year, when the Republicans take over Congress... He is not going to be going on trips like that. He's not going to be going anywhere on trips like that. That's one of the reasons Langevin left is because of that. Now, folks, right now, I want to bring you up to speed on all the news of the day. You know, and I had mentioned it, and there's still a a buzz about this. But um, it is kind of comical how a lot of the progressives are very upset over what Bill Maher said uh, on his program. And then also with Barry Weiss was a writer for the New York Times and basically was just saying like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with COVID. That was the basic message. And apparently Don Lemon, uh, I already played the view they were going after, um, Bill Maher and Barry Weiss. So let me play. Don Lemon of CNN was apparently very upset about it. And I want to just play Don Lemon of CNN, his comments. And then if you didn't hear it, I want to play Barry Weiss is a writer. And I thought what she said, you know, she was getting applauded and said everyone is basically we're, we're, they're tired of COVID. And it, it is the progressive left. They never want it to end. And it also they... I agree with a lot of people. I think a lot of this is they like they like the control. They like the control. So Don Lemon rebuked former New York Times columnist Barry Weiss and comedian Bill Maher for declaring that the pandemic is over. Um, I, I don't this whole business of him lecturing them and these people trying to say that it's, you know, somehow it's it's almost irresponsible. To even say something like that is um, is is ludicrous. People do feel that way. I have guests that contact me, and I tell them, "We're not talking about it anymore. No one wants to talk about it anymore." Um, a lot of people have gotten COVID. A lot of people realized that that I think the the information was accurate that said if you get the vaccine and you get the booster, it turns into just an annoying cold. This is Don Lemon. On CNN. And author Barry Weiss says on HBO's Bill Maher show. Here it is. I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like I did it all. And then we were told you get the vaccine, you get the vaccine, and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think it's, it's, a pandemic. It's, it's like at this point, it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's not, it's not real anymore. Look, um, I know Barry West, not well. She's been on the show. I actually like her. Barry, that was messed up. Why? And Bill Maher. Why? Because, look, we were all sick Why? of cancer when my dad died of it. But that didn't change the fact that he suffered from it and died. I was sick of COVID when my friend, my dear friend Robbie Brown died of it. He did not, not die of it. 
because I was sick of it. That's not a fair analogy. I mean, that's so irresponsible. Why? Maybe you're trying to say, I don't know what you're trying to say. I can't make excuses for you. I heard what I heard. Everybody heard what they heard to her and Bill. Just because you're tired of it, uh, tired of sitting at home. A lot of people are tired of sitting at home. And a lot of people are tired of going to work every day and having to deal with. No, that's not a fair analogy. Sick people. You're not because getting accurate won't get information. Vaccinated. Maybe you guys did. I think Barry said she did. Bill did. <laughs> but just because you did it doesn't mean that everybody else did it. And that's why the thing continues to go on. We're because talking about else the majority because of, the responsible of the crowd. Talk like that. And I know, look, Bill, you're a comedian. I give you know comedians a lot of leeway. But this was not funny. It was funny. Not real anymore. Listen Barry. to the applauding. I'm sick of it. I'm over it. Right. I've, have you been? Maybe you have. I don't know. Have you been to the COVID wards? She, she's I been have. vaccinated. She got the booster. Tell that to the overwhelmed hospital and healthcare workers. That, that's not what she's talking about. It's the mo- the, the bulk of us. With COVID. I'm sure they are over. The general population. Don't that's, you think? That's what we deal with it every single day. No, that's what that we're talking about. Like face to face, up close and personal. Every day. Tell that to the families. You're, you're missing of the point. The ten thousand Americans who died last week. Most of those totally preventable deaths because they were unvaccinated. These are facts. I, uh, listen, I know it's not. I know you're sick of it, but these are facts. All those people are not done with COVID. Now, look, kids who who lost so much time in school. They paid a very serious price. And now we have learned that kids many times, not every single time, but many times are better off in school because the protocols are better, because they're actually getting food. Sometimes it's the only place that kids can eat. Okay. So people who've lost their jobs, right? People are suffering from depression and anxiety. It's not over. For them, they've lost so much. Here's the problem is that too many people are making this about politics, even libertarians, right? I think Bill's a libertarian, I'm not sure. The role of libertarian. It's great to have, like, you know, government out of your life, but there are certain things that you have to do in order to be a good citizen, to, to help take care of yourself and your, other, your fellow citizens. And sometimes it goes on for a long time. Too many people have made this about politics, about bogus claims of freedom. When what it's really about is a virus that has killed more uh, than 860,000 Americans. You're not, no one's facts. denying it happened, but it's time to get back to normal. I can't go to a concert. I can't do 860,000 people. We, I, it, but it, it's time to move on. We've got an, an epidemic of extreme politics. You know, see, that that is not, and again, that's Don Lemon on CNN. That, that's not a fear analogy of what she was saying in any way. You know, I think I have exactly what she said. And again, folks, good afternoon. Right now at one you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Then you also had uh, The View. They were all upset about it. Um, this is what she said on Bill Maher. Her name is Barry Weiss. Listen to this. That I bought at the grocery store, stripped my like clothes off because I, I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Tiger like, King. I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't all do it. Well, here's the thing. A lot, no, of, us, a lot of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. I'm sorry. If you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago, and you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant. And still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. That's right. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. That's right. The city of Flint, Michigan, 
which is 80%, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. Huh. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think. Listen to the applause. You know, she is exactly right. And that's why, again, I don't expect everyone to know who it is, but her name's Barry Weiss. And she absolutely, hi there, Leah, my friend Leah. Um, Don Lemon isn't, she sent me, Don Lemon's an idiot. He is an idiot. He's a total idiot. Um, Let me say hello to my friend Leah. Let's see if I can get Leah on. Um. I'll read you some of the comments, though. But, folks, her name is Barry Weiss, and she was a writer for the new- Hi. Oh, folks, joining us right now is my friend Leah from North Providence. Hello, Leah. John, hi. How I are you? I miss you, my friend. I miss you, too. I can't stand Don Lemon. Yeah. He's another one of those that, you know, is going the same way as Cuomo. I mean, he had a few incidents this summer. He's just a jerk. But people are, listen, all the people in my generation, I think we know enough now how to take care of us ourselves. Right. Let the rest of the world get on with it. Yes. It's ridiculous. I mean, I know what I have to do, and if I feel like I have to wear a mask, so be it. You know, and I mean, it just is what it is, and it's probably going to end up like every year, like the flu, we're going to have right. have a shot. Right. Bring it on. I'll yes, take it. Fine. But leave, leave the younger people alone. Let it, them live their lives. They're, they say that the kids, I mean, there have been a few children that died from it, but they had other issues. You know, they go into the hospital. That's where they get the COVID. Right. They were in the hospital for other things. Okay. Other debilitating diseases, usually. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, there is a problem with the younger generation with boys getting, you know, a few hot problems, but things that really can be taken care of with antibiotics. Uh, not that you'd want your kid to have it, but God forbid, um, it can be taken care of. And it, I mean, Don Lemon, why are we listening to these people? Well, but Leah, look at how they try to chastise, because the view was going after that. That was Barry Weiss. She's a columnist for the New York Times and Bill Maher. And and listen to the applause of the crowd, because, Leah, you know, and and, and you were a nurse. And there's several things I want to get to your perspective. First of all, can you believe that we're going to pay Dr. Scott forty six thousand a month to consult the state for three months? I was driving and I thought to myself, I've been in the medical field with, for I can't tell you how many years. You know, my kids have practices. Yep. I was married to a physician yes. who I'm still very friendly with. Yep. What I don't know one doctor that doesn't want to have time with their family. That's no excuse. No, they no. go out on and go to work every day. Yes. Harder than a lot of people give them credit for. Trust me, waking up in the middle of the night, I know some young doctors that are, you know, the description of doctors we had years ago that would come to the house. I've seen it with my own two eyes. These guys work hard. They work, they miss a good part of their life in school, uh, yada, yada, yada. But wait a minute. Yeah, she should, uh, she's the head of, well, she's the head of the Department of Health. She chose that job. We yes. can tell her what field to go into. Right. You know the ups and downs of that. I'm sure you're not getting... I'm not sure, but I would presume she's not getting called in the middle of the night. No, no. But Leah, Leah, hear me out just for a moment. Here's where this doesn't make sense, okay? Let's just pretend we're going to take Governor McKee at his word. She comes to him and says she wants to leave. He wants to resign. He claims he tried to talk her into leaving. She insisted on leaving. If you were going to say, I'll tell you what. Why don't you stay on for a few months as a consultant? Right now, she's being paid $12,000 a month. If this were really legitimate, you could almost see an argument that the state is going to pay her $12,000 a month for those months. But not, Leah, when this goes off the deep end, it's not believable, is to $46,000 a month. No, she, she, he wanted, hold on, hold on, hold on. He wanted her to leave. She was refusing to resign. 
They were not going to fire her because of the optics. So it became a negotiation. So I was told first she demanded she wanted to be paid for two years, which would be 300 grand. They turned her down. But it went from two years to basically February, March, April, May. We're going to pay her a year's salary in those four months. But when McKee goes off the deep end is you wouldn't say, I know we pay you 12000 a month. If you stay as a – think of this. Stay on as a consultant. You don't have to come into the office. We'll call you if we have a question. You would think the number would go down, like we're going to pay you 6000 a month because you're not even coming in anymore. You're just, like, available to us. But you wouldn't go up to 46000 a month. Yeah, and what I don't get is uh, unless there's something out there we don't know of. I mean, the pandemic is kind of winding down. Uh, what does she need to tell us more than we can't already get from going on a website? You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, good That's point. That's the bottom line. Yes. That is the bottom. Call the Department of Health. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't. They put you through to five, six different people all yeah. the time. Get your ass together there first before you leave any place. You're right. Hey, Leah, before I let you go, as a nurse, can you just clear up this business of, you know, masks don't work? I, I don't. Can you just talk about, I mean, when you have doctors in an operating room, and I see even, like, people that are working with certain materials, you know, whatever they wear a mask, I, I think it's fair to say you know, if somebody makes a T-shirt into a mask, maybe that doesn't do anything. But can you just address like those, whatever well, you, you call- know, I mean, in the days of Florence Nightingale, when I was in school and working, yes, masks did work. They yeah. called it, I, it was called for us isolation if you had a patient that had something uh um, an immune problem. Right. You wore a mask, so you didn't bring anything into that patient. That was the school of thought then. All right. Evidently, you know, this virus was so virulent that um, we needed to wear a mask. But at the beginning, if you remember, Dr. Fauci masks don't do anything, blah, 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 You're blah. Right. Yep. It was one mask, then it was two masks. Yes. Now it's the N95 mask. Yes. Uh, which I, I, listen, I went to Italy this summer only because it's part of what I do. Yep. And I needed to find out what was going on because people were calling me, asking me, wanting to book trips, wanting to know if it's safe. You know, I was with people from thousands and thousands of people from all over the world. Um, we were outside most of the time because yep. it was September. I didn't wear a mask. We had to wear a mask on the plane. But in all honesty, what I did was I undid it and faced the window to fall asleep. Uh, I mean, knock on wood, uh, when I came back, everything was great. All right, we didn't have Omicron then. But if you take the normal precautions and if you see a huge crowd, and I heard you talking earlier about someone that relative that goes to the uh to Asia a lot. Yeah. When you see people in Europe, the Asians, no matter what, for years they yep. always wore masks. That's right. Because of poor air quality yeah. in yep. China and, China and Asia, they, the factories they pump all those materials right into the air. That's why it's it's even cloudy sometimes, even when it's it's you know it's the way LA used to be with the smog. That's what it is. But, but I was so shocked because Italy, I mean, was the epicenter if you remember when Omicron started. Yes, I mean when the virus started, um, COVID, and. Uh, People outside, no masks. I really expected to see a lot more, but it wasn't. It was, it was open. All right, they have Omicron. Oh, did have Omicron now? But look what's happening in, in England. Right, you're doing away with oh, everything. That's it. They're, they're getting, getting rid of it, like we've had it. No more quarantining. No. any of that. No. No. So I think we have to move on. Yes. And for older people in my age group, if you know, have having cancer or whatever, you feel comfortable wearing a mask, do it. Yes, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Leave the kids alone. Right. But this business of you got to show that you're vaccinated and blah, blah, blah to get in somewhere. This is over the top. But, Leah, what they're doing to the children that, you know, someone showed me a picture of this. They're and that's great. crazy now, John. Though. It Look, is. They're having oh, people that they fired for not getting vaccinated yep. back working in the hospital. Yeah. You don't know what their home situation is like. That's right. They have two kids home sick with, with uh, Omicron. That's right. Yeah. But finally, um, a grandmother sent me a picture, her grandchild. Can you imagine? So all the kids for their second grade picture uh, at school, and they made them all wear a mask for the picture. That, that, Leah, that's that's ludicrous. 
it's crazy. I mean, some of these liberal, and it is liberals. I it mean, is. I what you were saying, too, about, you know, the schools over on the east side, Moses Brown, yeah. the little kid having to identify his pronoun. I hear that a lot with my grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, although we tell them, the comp- my ex and I tell them the complete opposite. Oh. Don't listen to them. They're all nuts. They are. <laughs> But to do that, you know, to say to a four-year-old, you know, hey, someday you may marry a woman and you may be, if you're holding hands with that little girl on the bus, maybe that's because you want to marry a woman. You don't do that to little children. They don't know. Exactly. Bring up to these kids about, especially with the um, Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Yes. You know, they all wanted to have group discussions. What? Why? That's none of your business as a school teacher. That's right. You want your kids to find out about that. We'll tell them at home what we want them to know, what they see with their own eyes. I mean, come on. We saw it this past summer with all the rioting. And here they were, CNN telling you that there was nothing going on with buildings burning behind them. <laughs> they think we're stupid. They do. Lady, it's good to talk to you. I'll talk yes, to you again. To good you to hear again. your yeah, voice. Take care. All right, folks, there's our friend. Long-time listener of mine, Leah. Well, good afternoon. It's John DePetro. I have a lot more sound I'm going to play you, especially, you know, I um, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about the, the Pete Ducey situation with um, with with President Biden, and, and rightfully so. Uh, you know, and they can't even hide their disgust. Biden said that he was going to change the tone, and if anyone was disrespectful, he was going to basically get rid of them in his administration. And... And first of all, for them, it was not a stupid question. And for for them, that's not how you respond. That was a legitimate question. He knew he was sitting in front of the mic. I believe at this point, the president, he's not up to the job. And he's cracking. And he's, as Donna Perry said in our first hour, and again, folks, right now at 132, good afternoon on this Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website to petro.com this portion of the program brought to you by brother's disposal call brother roland do you need a dumpster to maybe clean out some unwanted belongings in your home call brother's disposal 401-688-0517 401-688-0517 look for them also on facebook roland has these purple dumpsters But they're very, you know, they stand out. I think it's good marketing. And they'll deliver it right to your home. And you could clean out your garage or your basement, your attic. And then they come and take it away. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. 401-688-0517. The McKee people, um, no, that's that's not what's going on uh, with Dr. Scott. I just told you what's going on. And as I was going through their initial story, of he wanted her to stay and he didn't want her to leave. And does that make sense? As I would say, if you're a business owner right now, does that make sense to any reasonable person? So you're sitting, let's just say you're a business owner, you're a manager, you work in a company and someone comes to you and says, you know what? I've decided I'm going to do something. I've been doing this for a while for whatever reason. I'm either tired. I want some time off. I want to take a new job, whatever. I want to leave. And then Governor McKee claims he tried to talk her into staying. She refused. Okay. Now, we saw she sent him an email that said, uh, I have sick time and comp time coming to me, so I expect you to pay me the 12000 you owe me for the month of February. She sent that out. Okay. You're going to leave. Would you consider staying on as a consultant? Hear me out now, folks, at 134. Uh, gee, I don't know. Hey, listen, if you stay on for just a couple months, help us with the transition. You don't have to come in and we'll only contact you if we have a question, blah, blah, blah. All right. If it'll help, fine. All right. I'll tell you what. We've been paying you 12000 a month. If you'll stay on for March, April and May as the virus is dying down and basically we know everything we need to know, we'll pay you. 46000 a month. What? 46000 Yeah. 40, 46000 for the three months? That'd be 2012, 24, 36? No. 46000 a month. We're paying you 12000 a month. But if you won't come in and we'll pay you as, quote, a consultant, we'll give you 46000 There's no way. Who listening right now? 
has ever heard of that type of situation. That's because that's not what happened. They wanted to get rid of her. She wouldn't quit. But here's the thing. Governor McKee, don't, you know, he, he just, as I've said, it's, 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 it's a, like a fatal flaw. Don't try to, we're not stupid. Oh, no, she, you know, she wanted to leave. She, I was trying to get her to stay. No, you weren't trying to get her to stay. No, you weren't. You wanted her out. We knew that. Everyone was talking about that. So they would deny it. And then back in the fall, idiot boy, pork boy, broke a confidence. McKee told Dan Pork that he was going to, if if he was reelected, he was going to get rid of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. She went to him and said, that's your friend. I don't appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. And McKee even, he and pork boy wrote that in the Valley Breeze. And then Governor McKee. Um, put out on social media, uh, appreciate Dr. Scott, because then all her friends were like, well, you know, this isn't just whoever. This is a confidant of the governor posting that if the governor's elected, he's going to fire her or get rid of her. So she said, if you don't want me here, then, you know, let's deal with this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, so they're trying to spin this. Well, she was saying she was going to leave for a while. Well, she was going to leave because your friend, Governor, posted that he had a private conversation with you, wrote a column, and said that Governor McKee was going to get rid of her. That's why then she said. Instead, the McKee people try to spin this. Well, you know, she had said for a while that she was going to leave and um, all these people. And then, oh, no, no, I went to her. I wanted her to stay. She's been a steady, calm presence but it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, as they say, pass the smell test. It doesn't make sense. As I said, if we want to be realistic about it, um, you, you would say, okay, I'll tell you what. We, we're still going to need you on call. So we'll, we'll tell you what. You get 12000 a month. We'll give you half of that to stay on as a consultant. So if you agree to that, we will... Give you, um, you know, eighteen thousand to stay on for those three months. So, in her letter, she acknowledged having received fifty five hundred under the compensa- uh, the time policy, and she expected a similar payment for her accrued vacation time. So, she's taking the month of February off. Again, she wants to leave. Totally get it. Totally her call. But this business that, oh, no, he was trying to talk her into staying and blah, blah, blah. It, it, no one believes that. And now, no, now no one really believes that. Uh, it, 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 it just, it's, it's not, it, it doesn't make sense that someone wants to leave. I, let, me, let me be very clear about something. Um, if, in fact... She, if he said, I'll tell you what, I really don't want you to leave. We're going to bump your pay from 12000 to whatever. Well, then that would be different. In her resignation letter, dated January 13th, 2022, dear Governor McKee, as you know, I'll be leaving after almost seven years, Director, Department of Health, announced my departure, joint press release, so they've already, this has been agreed upon. Uh, I recognize this poses challenge. As I agreed to ensure a smooth transition, I'll remain in my current active role for the next two weeks. Thereafter, I'll be discharged one month of COVID compensation uh, time under the exemption. During that time, I'll remain available to the department and to you for consultation. But the day-to-day leadership will be whoever you hand it over to. I will leave state service. At the conclusion of this one month period, I will leave state service. I've already received payment of 5,500 for 2021. I'll receive a similar payment for 2022 upon my departure. In addition, I will receive whatever accrued vacation payout may be due to me, blah, blah, blah. So to say that, um, look how like transactional matter of fact, and that she is. 
And for the governor, oh my goodness, I mean, we we tried to, at one point, I, I was blocking the door. I wasn't going to let her leave. That That's that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> to, to, to try to convince us of that, as I had said, and I love the fact the journal even said, Radio personality Dan Pork wrote a column for the Valley Breeze where he, he, from what I am told, he violated, he was speaking in confidence with Governor McKee and he blabbed out that the governor told him that if he was reelected or was elected, I should say, reelected, that, that he was going to get rid of her. And as a result of that, um, they decided to get rid of her or you know they were forcing her out but it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for this amount of money and right now unless something changes you know the the governor may try to dance through this and i also recognize that a lot of members of the media they have become fond of dr scott they admire dr scott and they don't want to say anything negative about dr scott but in a resignation letter, she alluded to recent conversations with Governor McKee about her imminent departure. Um, but the this business that somehow he was trying to block the door and stop her from leaving, you know, no one no one is buying that, right? No one is believing that. Um, I don't know why they're they're trying to peddle that to us. Uh, let me also just see Rocky Outlook in the um, downsized story exam, the downsizing of development projects around Polar Park and Worcester. The development is supposed to help the city pay off $160 million of minor league baseball. All right, so listen, we we dodged a bullet with the Paw Sox thing. Although right now, the way they are just throwing money around, um, I mean, $20 million, Governor McKee could, you know, he could pull that, could write a check on the spot. For 20 million. But folks, something larger is going on. 16 of the top 20 states with the lowest unemployment rates are led by Republican governors. That's that's not an accident. That is not an accident. There's there's something to be said. The number one in in employment, 16 of the top 20 have Republican governors. 16 of the top 20 states with the lowest unemployment rates. The lowest unemployment is in Nebraska, 1.7. Lowest, number two is Utah. Number three is Oklahoma. Four is Idaho. Five is Montana. Six, Vermont. Seven, Georgia. Eight, New Hampshire. Nine, South Dakota. Ten, Indiana. Eleven, Wisconsin. They have a Democrat. Alabama is number 12. Arkansas, 13. North Dakota, 14. Minnesota, Virginia, 15, 16. Now, Virginia now does have a Republican governor, but he just took over for uh, Northrop. 17, Wyoming. 18, Missouri. 20, Iowa Republican governor. That, that's, not a, that's not a mistake. The Democrat governors continue to just want to buy everybody off. The Democrat governors just want to buy everybody off by giving out pandering and handouts. Um, The Democrat governors are not like that. Governor McKee, Rhode Islanders from all impacted by the opioid crisis are going to get $100 million. And what are they going to do? Open injection sites. So every junkie will move to Rhode Island. It's wrong. Absolutely wrong. Shouldn't be happening. But this thing, Governor McKee is not shaking this off. Now, I also, folks, on this Tuesday, January 25th, the last full week of February, I want to remind you, it's so important to stay healthy. It's so important for you to keep yourself healthy, your family healthy. That's why you could head over and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's My Health. Number one, the service is tremendous. She's open today till five. If you're on Menden Road right now, you could pop in. 
see Marie, the Queen of Health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, that historic white church, vitamins, look for the flag, herbal remedies, trusted companies, local products, acai, honey, maple syrup, 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices, hemp and CBD products. It's my health. And she's got some great local products as well. Pop it and see her, Marie, at It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, this part of the program, again, visit the website, depetro.com, and it's sponsored by Pat Elston. You know, the um, Jessica De La Cruz State Center, she should be dealing with Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. She apparently is trying to find a house in Congressional District 2. If she moves to Boroughville, she could do that. Call Pat Elston, Senator Cruz, right now. Or if you news know uh, uh, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, call Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. 401-474-5253. 20 years experience, Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, licensed in Rhode Island and Mass. But State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, I would think, she wants to buy a home in the second district. She, Pat Elston, specializes in residential investment property services all over Rhode Island and Massachusetts. If you know State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, tell her to call Pat Elston at 401-474-5253. There is a link on my website, depetro.com, in case uh, you or, or State Senator Jessica De La Cruz want to Get a hold of her. It is Pat Elson. She'll help her find something. That's what I understand. Jessica De La Cruz, state senator, is highly regarded. Now, she could move. She has to move out of North Smithfield. She could move to Foster. Foster's part of Congressional District 2. She could move to, maybe she doesn't want to move that far. She could move to Gloucester, part of CD2. She could move to Situate, very nice and Situate. She wants to stay northern part of the state, just find a nice home in Barable, and she is good to go. So I'm sure she's, you know, inundated, be very exciting to go. And I want to be very clear with you, the listener. Folks, I, I'm going to remain, remain neutral in the Republican primary. Bob Lancia right now is running. State Senator Jessica De La Cruz has announced she's running, but although she doesn't live in the district yet. Uh, If other people enter the race, I am going to remain neutral. Um, I will certainly be hosting a debate, but I I will support whoever emerges as the victor in that primary. I don't want to be part of any um, unnecessary self-inflected wounds with the party. We need a Republican to win a very winnable seat. And the more that Biden fails, the better it becomes. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. Hey, listen, this weekend, karaoke Friday, Saturday nights, this weekend, NFL Divisional Championship Games. It's going to be, there it is, the Rams taking on Jimmy G and the 49ers. And the winner goes to the Super Bowl. And then you're going to have the Cincinnati Bengals take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The winner goes to the Super Bowl. Catch all the action. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana runs a great place. I popped in there just the other after, uh, other day in the afternoon. Nice crowd. Always, as I like to say, bring some friends or make some new ones. Stop in and see them at End Zone Sports Pub. So, folks, just to recap you, right now it's one fifty. Good afternoon. I also want to say good afternoon to, uh, we have so many new listeners, and I'm flattered by that, of people at different reasons. Say, I tried this, tried listening to that. I like you do such a good job telling us local. I like the fact that uh, you tell, tell us stuff no one else seems to know. Um, tonight it is significant with uh, Governor Baker. That he is giving his uh, final state of the state. I want to say good afternoon to everyone in Bellingham and Attleboro and Rentham and Douglas and Uxbridge and Franklin. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380. That's the flamethrower. That's the station you can get. God, I can get that in North Kingstown on 95 and obviously you can get it up by Worcester. Um, 
And remember, you can always listen online at our website, topetro.com. We start at 11 and then we go until 2 o'clock. Um, RFK Jr. apologized after criticized for Anne Frank comment. I, I don't understand. Robert Kennedy broadcast to a large screen. He spoke at the anti-vaccine rally over the weekend at the Lincoln Memorial. And when I heard that and people were, oh, no, he was, no, no, listen, it's wrong. Kennedy apologized, suggesting things are worse for people today than they were for Anne Frank. I mean, how do you even make that comparison? The teenager died in Nazi concentration camp, hiding with her family in a secret annex in an Amsterdam house for two years. You know, I've actually seen the Anne Frank house in Amsterdam. Kennedy's comments made at a Washington rally put on by his anti-vaccine nonprofit group were condemned as offensive. It was outrageous and historically ignorant. It's the second time since 2015 he has had to apologize for referencing the Holocaust. That is just absurd. I apologize for my reference to Anne Frank, especially to families that suffered the Holocaust horrors. horrors excuse me. Um, Kennedy's wife, the actress Cheryl Hines of Curb Your Enthusiasm, distanced herself from her husband. Her own tweet 20 minutes later, she called the reference reprehensible and insensitive. It is. You know what? I've also visited the Holocaust Museum in Israel. The atrocities that millions endured during the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. His opinions are not reflection of my own. Kennedy, nephew of President JFK and the son of his slain brother, uh, complained the national leading infectious disease doctor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, was orchestrating fascism. Even in Hitler's Germany. You could cross the Alps to Switzerland. You could hide in an attic like Anne Frank did, he told the crowd. Huh. An investigation by the AP last month found Kennedy has invoked the specter of Nazi in the Holocaust when talking about public health measures, such as requiring massive vaccine mandates. Last month, he put out a video show Fauci in a Hitler mustache. In an October speech, he compared public health measures put in place by governments around the world to Nazi propaganda meant to scare people into abandoning critical thinking. Kennedy apologized 2015 after he used the word Holocaust to describe children he believes were hurt by vaccines. In his Tuesday apology, Kennedy did not address in the past. Listen, I think he's a nut and I think that's really irresponsible. Listen, you don't want to get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. But don't start saying and comparing it. Come on. I mean, that, that is just ignorance. That, that is just no, no normal. He's, you know why he said that on Sunday? Is because he's been saying it all along. In spent saying it all along. Hey, how about this story in the Boston Globe? Tom Brady says there's a lot of joy in not playing football, spending time with his family. Hmm. He, maybe he is going to step down. Someone said, you think he's announcing? No, I don't. I think he'll, there's no reason to announce it now. If he's announcing he's not playing, it'll be sometime over the next few months. You don't announce it. You don't announce anything leading up to the Super Bowl. You don't do that. If you, if you, you know, they, they try to avoid anything till after the Super Bowl, any announcements. So, no, I, I don't think that that is happening. Um, Restaurant owners are dividing on lifting the ban on happy hour in Rhode Island. I don't I, I don't know what to make of that other than, listen, drunk driving's a problem. I mean, part of me says I have no problem with that, the happy hour thing. But also kind of need to do something about drunk driving's a problem. Drunk driving is a problem. Hmm. You look places, Miami, New York City. Um, some people are saying, I, you know, I don't know. I'll leave that. Maybe I'll have Dana Ron from uh, Dana Ron from Enzo. I th- maybe it should be an option for bars. Maybe it should. One bar owner said the incentives would would be an incentive to people to go out more. Hmm. Happy hour. They have it in other places. New York is a little bit less because there's less people driving um, compared to Rhode Island. You know, if a bar owner says, I would love to do a happy hour, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. 
Um, I, maybe it should be just a choice. Everything doesn't have to be across the board. Everything doesn't have to be across the board, meaning this has to be implemented for every business. I think there's too much of that. Give people a choice. Maybe some bar owners want it. Maybe some don't. You know what else is I'm going to talk with David at uh, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I'll contact him and see what he thinks about if the state were to offer happy hour. If, if um, it, you know, it's like anything else. But, you know, let's face it. What do we have now? When, when they got rid of happy hour, when the state of Rhode Island, and I remember that actually, it was, it was, it was the, the pre-administration, somebody went to meet and they both ordered a drink and four drinks turned up at the table. And that was started of getting rid of it. But keep in mind, at the time, you didn't have cell phones. You didn't have Uber. You didn't have Lyft. You didn't have such education about drunk driving. So I, um, I'm open on it. New bill, Representative Karen Alzez Pawtucket could lift the ban. Uh, I'm going to talk with some restaurant people I know. Um, they say they would require businesses. You have to serve a full meal for happy hour drink specials, and that would exclude snacks. I don't think we need happy hour Rhode Island, said a managing partner for Texas Roadhouse. If anything, it will encourage customers to come out early and spend less than they would have. Hmm. Surrounding states have implemented happy hour. So Rhode Island is in losing states to them. Yeah, but it would give them a, a leg up. I'm open to it. If you're a business owner and you say, hey, are you kidding? If we started offering happy hour two to four in the afternoon, we'd get a full bar in there. Discounts would incentivize customers who have less of a disposable income to go out. That's true. Wow, I'm learning that that second officer, folks, has died. Oh, boy. Terrible. Second officer has died. Remember in, in, in New York, you had two police officers that were shot. And we're learning now that apparently that second police officer has died. Folks, this is, you know, I, I have a guest we're going to have later in the week. I mean, how much of this is the fact that, you know, what is that message? So the second, oh, my God, New York police officer, the second cop to die. <sighs> my goodness. <sighs> Boy, folks, I'm telling you, today, today, thank a police officer. You know, when you have... The defund the police and Black Lives Matter and all cops are killers and no such thing. No such thing as a cop in a something system. What do they chant? No such. It's disgraceful. Right now it's 159. Good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. And I wish you you may hear it in the two o'clock news, but it's just breaking. So on Friday night, there were two police officers shot in New York. One of them was in critical condition. And unfortunately, he has passed away succumb to his injuries so listen on this tuesday we're back tomorrow on the radio at 11 i will be doing facebook live later today if you want to reach me go to the website petro.com stay tuned for the two o'clock news thank a police officer today we back the blue stay tuned for the john dion program